there was a little story going around social media that I read the other day that just I really caught my attention, and I thought I might start out with that and kind of expand on that because I think it really, really reflects upon the situation we are living in in this country today. So it's entitled, How to Catch a Wild Pig. You can catch wild pigs by finding a suitable place in the woods and putting corn on the ground. The pigs find it and begin to come every day to eat the free corn. When they are used to coming every day, you put down a fence on one side of the place where they are used to coming. When they get used to the fence, they begin to eat the corn again and you put up another side of the fence. They get used to that and start to eat again. You continue until you have all four sides of the fence up with a gate in the last side. The pigs, which are used to the free corn, start to come through the gate to eat that free corn again. You then slam the gate on them and watch the whole herd. Suddenly, the wild pigs have lost their freedom. They run around and around inside the fence wondering, oh my God, what has happened? Why didn't we see this coming? But it's too late. They're caught. Soon they go back to eating the free corn. They're, used, uh, they're so used to it that they have forgotten how to forage in the woods for themselves. So they accept their captivity. Does this analogy remind you of anything? I hope so. This is exactly what is happening in America. The government keeps pushing us towards communism, socialism, and keeps spreading the free corn out in the form of programs such as supplemental income, tax credit for unearned income, tax exemptions, tobacco subsidies, dairy subsidies, payments to farmers not to plant crops, I like that one, welfare, drugs, heck, they've even given drugs and needles to the addicts and giving them safe places to shoot up. All the while, the enemies of freedom and buying votes by giving away free stuff, we are continually losing our freedom and liberty a little at a time. One should always remember two truths. Nothing is free, and you can never hire someone to provide a service for you cheaper than you can do it yourself. Let me give you all a little history lesson. The events in history that led to the rise of Nazi Germany and the evil totalitarian regime of Adolf Hitler began with an economic crisis. A worldwide economic depression followed the U.S. stock market crash of 1929. Fast forward to today, Joe Biden actually got confused in a recent speech and stated that inflation is a strength. Kind of, kind of like how they're turning everything upside down. Good is bad. Uh, you know, it's, I heard another left-wing commentator when asked about the inflation we're experiencing in the U.S. say that the U.K. is also seeing inflation. Now, that got me thinking about something. I've always had the understanding that the United States leads the world as the strongest economy, and the rest of the world looks to us as the beacon of hope. I've heard that my entire life. Why has nobody considered that the reason the world economy is sinking into a pit is because the United States economy, under the failed leadership of Joe Biden, or Joe Brandon, that is, is collapsing? In February of 1933, the Nazis blamed communists for a fire that destroyed the German parliament building. This was used as a red flag even to justify the overthrow of the German government. In contrast, based on the evidence I've seen about the so-called January 6th insurrection, 
it would seem to me that deep state deep state funded investigators were in I'm sorry, instigators <laughs> were inserted into the crowd to incite violence. I believe this was for the purpose of diverting attention from the concern of a rigged election and the soft coup being perpetrated on the U.S. government. After Hitler gained power, he pressed for a state of emergency that suspended the freedoms of assembly, speech, and the press. The resulting declaration also gave the government the right to jail opponents and removed all limitations on police investigations. Though stripped of their civil liberties, many Germans praised Hitler for thwarting a communist overthrow. Does any of this sound familiar? All of that should sound familiar. Every single one of those things is happening in this country right now. We, we saw during the, the so-called COVID scandemic in which they just threw the Constitution out the window, took away all of our, our, our liberty, or at least they, they issued mandates. And people, because they don't understand their rights and they don't understand the law, and they've prob most people have probably never really read the Constitution, rolled over and gave in. And... As far as political prisoners, I mean, <laughs> look at the people that are still rotting in, in stinking, horrible, little concrete jail cells in Washington, D.C., in the D.C. gulags. In my opinion, these people in the gulags are prisoners of war because we're at war with a domestic enemy right now, in my opinion. The Nazis used anti-Semitic propaganda, including media, pop culture, and education curricula to promote the idea of a supreme German race and justify discrimination and violence against Jews, who Hitler's regime considered less than human. Through propaganda, Hitler spread the notion that Jews were responsible for the country's defeat in World War I and its subsequent economic woes. As a result, Nazi persecution of Jews, which reached its darkest hour in Hitler's genocidal final solution, went unchecked. As many German citizens not only tolerated the violence, but even considered it necessary for the well-being of the country. Let's take what I just said and replace the word Jew with the words like unvaccinated, anti-vaxxer, anti-lockdown, conspiracy theorist, Christian or conservative. They all fit into what's going on right now. The thing that sounds very familiar to me here is that propaganda and a kind of woke culture of the time was being used to divide and conquer. Divide and conquer was a maximum, maximum that the renowned military strategist and philosopher Sun Tzu stated in 500 BC. And in the art of war, he states that. The supreme art of war is to divide and subdue the enemy without even fighting. Right now, society is deliberately being divided. You're either an obedient and responsible slave person who does what you are told, or you are a selfish, anti-vaxxer, anti-lockdown conspiracy theorist. Oh, I'm raising my hand. That's me. A sharp division is emerging between those of us who conform to the orders they are being given without question 
and those of us who question the mandate see the evil intentions and refuse to comply. This is creating a huge polarization in society. It's a classic divide and conquer strategy that would make Hitler proud. And this has been happening forever without us even realizing it. Skin color, class, income, religion, left or right, man or woman, young and old. There are many narratives forced upon us that seek to intentionally divide and separate us from one another so that we are distracted from the many more things that unite us. Do any of you really believe that the evil attempting to subjugate us really cares about racial equality, transgender rights, gay rights, reproductive rights, so-called climate change, or our health? While they are promoting these agendas, they are only trampling on all of our rights. These issues only matter to the enemy in that they are tools to put us against each other. If we are fighting with each other, we will not notice what they're doing to further their agenda. It's all a distraction. I want to point out another popular concept by Sun Tzu. Fight the enemy where they aren't. Now, if you were to Google this phrase, you'd be told that it's about knowing your enemies as well as your strengths and weaknesses. This philosophy is much deeper in its meaning and it can better be summed up as choosing the battlefield. You want the enemy to attack you where you are strong while you attack them where they are weak. However, because I know the futile nature of the battle that we face without the help of the, in, of the indoctrinated, woke masses, I choose instead to engage our mutual enemy in a type of self-destructive manner. The weakness of our enemy is their nonsensical arguments, but they have, they have great strength in numbers with millions of zombie-like people who are void of rational or cognizant thought and who are just cannon fodder for them the purveyors of chaos may just overrun us. It's for this reason that I've been sending out my message as a kind of call to arms. We need a multiple of people to guard the ramparts. I fear that the strength of rational thinking cannot win this coming battle because of the sheer numbers of incapable people who are not rational. Therefore, I've been blowing the shofar in a sense, to arouse those who slumber by the way of apathy and indifference. In a quote by Thomas Sowell, he stated, the problems we face today are there because the people who work for a living are now outnumbered by those who vote for a living.